Happy Sunday, guys. Welcome into the latest edition of the Daily Juice podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Every morning we are here on bettingpros.com, always being brought to you by Bet. MGM. The offer is above me on YouTube. 20 bucks to win $100 on any event. Use that promo code JUICE100 when you sign up at BetMGM, where the BetMGM app is available to you guys, JUICE100. And you guys get $100 in free wagers when you bet 20 bucks on any event. Okay. So a two, one, and one day yesterday. And that's good. It's a winning day. Lomachenko was awesome. I mean, he was he was spectacular, and that was vintage Lomo, the angles, the footwork, the power, the jab that set everything up. It was it was a thing of beauty. I got it wrong. I didn't think he would stop that guy as early as he did. He did. And now Lomachenko will get the rematch at some point, probably maybe later December, November of this year. We'll get the team of Fimo Lopez and Lomachenko rematch, which will be epic. Cannot wait for that fight. We got the over wrong. We got the over right. It was sweaty, scary, and wow. <laughs> One of the few times that the personal plays were not good and the, and the pod plays were better. Hasn't happened all that much with that, but the pod plays went one and one in boxing. I didn't do that great myself personally. It sprinkled, I, I had all kinds of bets going last night personally on a variety of things, but overall I wound up down for boxing. But I mean, tank. Wow. <laughs> Hello. So the power translates to 140. In case you were wondering, does he still have the same power? And it was funny. So I was at the gym on, I, I train two times a week with my trainer at the gym. And on Saturday mornings, we go pretty hard. And there was a guy there who is a pro boxer. And he knows somebody really well who had sparred consistently with Tank Davis. And he said, look, he's not very active. He never wanted, wants to go to the cards. He wants to knock everybody out and he will always hunt for that one big punch. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> back in my brain, I'm like, oh man, can Barrios just stay up for eight and a half rounds? And he almost didn't got knocked down twice. The second knockdown, I was like, okay, the bet's gone. And somehow the referee allowed him to keep going, which was a break and a half because the fight went all the way to the 11th round. And then Tank Davis, after nearly punching himself out, got his win back and then went to work and it was over. So knockout victory by Javante Davis. And now can we please have him fight a big name person? Can we can we please 135, 140? Like, let's go. Okay. He's got the belt at 140 now for one of the belts. Let's let's see Tank Davis go up and really fight like a Devin Haney or a Ryan Garcia. Let's let's get this on now, okay? These young stars, these 23, 24, 25 year old boxers, let's get this on now, okay? Too much talent. If you lose, don't worry about it, right? We shouldn't be punishing these guys. Look at the UFC. They know how to do it. You lose, you're fine. It's all about who you are. It's all about your brand and who you bring to the, you know, how many eyeballs you bring in. It's not about wins and losses anymore in sports. It's about your ability to perform. And are you somebody people want to watch perform? And boxers are so nervous. Promoters are so nervous to put their fighters into the ring with someone who could beat them. And thus we get robbed of so many good fights. It's just, it's really a problem. The UFC just kicks the tail out of, of boxing when it comes to quality fights. And, you know, we have a little bit of a lull right now with the UFC because we're getting ready for Connor and Poirier three. <laughs> 
which is going to be crazy once we get past the 4th of July holiday. We're two weeks away from that fight, and it's just going to be unbelievable. I cannot wait to watch that fight. I can't wait to see what Connor looks like. Can he check the leg kicks? And, you know, so we're, we're, we're into the part of the summer here where we're not going to have as many events. We do have an NBA basketball game today. I will have some props later today to give out on the Discord channel. I don't exactly know yet which one I'm going to go with, but I'll have some props to give out today. I've got a basketball play and two Major League Baseball plays as we start to get into the part of the year where because we bet every day, we have to bet baseball. Now, in the coming weeks, we will begin to start to bet futures for football. This is what we did in July of last year. Now, remember, we started this podcast in the middle of a pandemic without knowing whether football would be played or not. But we waited a couple of weeks and then we started to get into it. And once we get to like the middle of July, we will start to hammer college football overs. We'll start to play NFL totals. I I already I, I haven't I got to think about. I don't think we've done this yet on the totals. I've made a couple of bets for for NFL totals, and I don't know if we've talked about it or not yet on the podcast. So we'll go and have a conversation about that at some point. But there'll be days where I just won't like the board for baseball. And I'll be like, nope, we're betting NFL futures. (laughs) And that's just, you're just going to have to kind of bear with it here until we get to August and then September. This is really the desert, the doldrums, the quiet. We'll have you know, tent pole events. We'll have uh, July's got tons of boxing to bet, tons, but it's, you know, on a Saturday night. It's not every day. We've got UFC fights, obviously, to, to bet. We've got golf to bet with the British Open coming up. So there are things we will get into. Our golf bet yesterday pushed. It was an incredible sweat. Bubba Watson missed a birdie put on 18 that would have lost the bet for us. It's kind of a crazy day. <laughs> the day could have been really bad. It, you know, I got, I got to remember these days when we have all the bad breaks. Got to remember that we had a couple of really big breaks. That push for Henley against Bubba. That should have been a loss. Bubba had a six-foot putt for birdie on 18. He birdied 17, which was like rut-row. And then he nearly birdied 18. And he should have birdied 18. And that would have had him go three under for the round. Instead, he pars it. It's two under. Henley goes two under as well. So we get a push out of that head-to-head. So that was fortuitous. And then the Phoenix Suns looked really good in the game early. They hung on. DeAndre Ayton is playing I mean, he he's the former number one pick overall, so I guess I shouldn't be this impressed with what he has done. But for a big to be as impressive as he has been in this series and how as how important he's been in this series, my goodness, has Aiton been great? He's just been absolutely phenomenal for the Phoenix Suns. So we got the Phoenix Suns right. So a two one in one night on a Saturday, and we head towards a Sunday. Okay. Let's talk about the NBA game. As I mentioned, I'll have some player props coming up here for this one. But the line's four. Milwaukee on the road, laying four. This, again, feels like a fade on the public to me. I think everyone's going to be on Atlanta. I think Atlanta, it's 1-1, remember, okay? Now, so the 0-2 bet, you know, the 0-2 team in the first half, that wager... I don't know if I'll make that wager, okay? I mean, I I might with Atlanta, but Milwaukee can basically do whatever they want if they're playing their brand of basketball. Like, Game 2 wasn't a fluke, okay? Game 2 wasn't like, oh my gosh, how did Milwaukee play so well? I don't think Milwaukee played all that well in Game 2. And they won by what, 40? The line's 4. 
If you look at on the road, Milwaukee this year, 17 and 25 to the number. Yuck. Atlanta at home, 26 and 15 to the number. But when you start looking through the postseason, as, as to what has happened here for, I don't know if you guys just heard that or not, but like a bag just dropped behind the camera. So hopefully you guys didn't hear that, but that just startled me. Sorry. Uh, against Miami, they were one and a half favor, point favorites on the road in game three, and they won by 29. Game four, they were four point favorites and they won by 17. Now, is Miami on the same level as Atlanta? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think Atlanta's better and I think Atlanta can play better, but I just think the offense for Milwaukee, I just, I mean, they won by 34 points and it didn't look that hard. I just think there's a big mismatch. If Middleton's hitting threes, if Giannis is hitting free throws, you're asking a whole lot of Bogdanovich, whose knee is clearly not healthy. They don't have Hunter due to, due to the injury. And if you just don't allow Trey Young to go crazy and you play solid defense against him, I think they cover the four points relatively easily. I don't know. This feels like Milwaukee in five. And I, I think everyone everyone loves Trey Young and everyone's going to be all about Trey Young. And I love Trey Young, too. But I just think much like the series against Philadelphia, where they won the first game by four, they lost the second game by 16, and they lost the third game at home also by 16 points. I'm going to lay the four points here. Milwaukee minus four on the road game three to win and cover against the Philadelphia, sorry, against the Atlanta Hawks here in game three of the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, I will have player props in this game coming up later in the day. Not sure yet, but we'll post it on the Discord channel, bettingpros.com slash chat to get into it. All right, so let's talk about the Diamondbacks here. They are currently up 10-0 on the San Diego Padres. The Diamondbacks will snap their losing streak on the road, which I think was up to 25 games. I think that's what it was at. So they snapped the losing streak during the week, the 17 straight games, and they will win a road game here tonight. 10-0 against the Padres. I mean, the Diamondbacks blanking the Padres is a little bit wacko. So here's what I'm going to do. I don't think that the Diamondbacks suddenly wake up and they start playing all incredibly well on the road. We have a Sunday game in San Diego. It's a 1-10 Pacific time start. Zach Galen against you, Darvish. I think you're going to see the offense come back to life for the Padres. I think this is going to be a win for the Padres, and I'm going to lay it on the run line. I just can't see the Diamondbacks winning back-to-back road games. That would be very surprising. Darvish is 7-2 and with a 2.50 ERA. Galen's not horrible. I mean, he's 1-3 with a 3.67 ERA, but some of his starts on the road have not been pretty. And he's, you know, much like a lot of these pitchers for the Diamondbacks, not performing well on the road. In his last start on the road against San Francisco, he pitched two and two thirds innings, gave up four earned runs, three Ks, gave up a home run on the road against the New York Mets. He pitched pretty well against the Mets. Uh, he six innings, four uh, four hits, two runs, one earned, but I mean, he's just, you know, he's been going back and forth from the injured list now. Hasn't really, you know, has been, has been okay. Last start, last time on against Milwaukee, pitched five innings, three hits, one earned run, eight Ks. I, I just think then you get to the bullpen. San Diego is not going to be happy. They're at home. It's a day game. You know, 
Give me offense for San Diego. Give me the run line for the Padres at minus 136 for a half a unit. And then the final bet here for the for the podcast for the podcast today. So the Boston Red Sox are undefeated against the New York Yankees. They are now five and zero on the year against the Yankees. They win four to two yesterday. So Garrett Cole pitches today on a Sunday, and you have Erod Eduardo Rodriguez pitching for the Red Sox, who's five and four with a six point zero seven ERA. Erod, boy, <laughs> look at how he's pitched. Six innings, last time out against Tampa. Seven hits, five runs, three earned. Give up a, a one home run and seven Ks. Against Atlanta, four innings, six hits, four earned runs. Against Houston, he gave up four. I went four and two thirds, six hits, six earned runs, three walks. Against the Yankees, last time out, he went five and a third, gave up five hits and three earned runs. Time for that against Houston on the road this time, four and two thirds, seven hits, six earned runs given up against the Houston uh, Astros. Erod, I would love this dude to be great, but the Yankees hit lefties pretty well. And you're going up against Garrett Cole. Okay, and Garrett Cole is very good, as we know, even without the sticky stuff. Eight and three with a 2.33 ERA. Last time out, he went seven innings, three hits, two earned runs. You know, the game before that, he went eight innings, gave up four hits and two earned runs. Pitch before that, six innings, five hits, two earned runs. Here's what I have bet. I'm taking the Yankees on in the first five run line. I'm going to lay the half a run. Now, that means if the Yankees are tied with the Red Sox after five, we lose. All right. So just understand what we're betting here, that the Yankees will be leading after five innings and just one nothing's all we need. We don't need a lot of runs. We just need one nothing for Garrett Cole at minus 124. Garrett Cole and the Yankees, who are desperate to get a win here over the Red Sox. They're just desperate in general right now, given where they are in the standings. Yankees, you don't want to be getting beaten up by Boston here. They are six games back of Tampa Bay. Boston's a half a game behind Tampa Bay, but Tampa's got a game in hand. 47 and 31 for Tampa. Boston is 46 and 31. One game back in the win column. But Boston's starting to play better at home like we knew that they would in the warmer temperatures. They could win this game. But I just think in the first five innings, I'm going to take the Yankees to be leading over Boston and Garrett Cole to pitch really well. And I just don't trust Erod. I also don't trust that Red Sox bullpen to hold on to a lead. But the Yankees bullpen is up in that great either. So first five run line, half a run, minus half a run for the Yankees in the first five at minus 124. All right. So the three plays we're laying four on the on the Bucks on the road at Atlanta in game three. Padres run line at minus one and a half against minus 136 against the Diamondbacks after losing uh, at home last night to Arizona and the Yankees first five half a run first five run line at minus 124 for the Yankees and the Red Sox. Those are our three half unit plays. I'll have one or two player props coming up, maybe a pitcher player prop. We'll have a couple of half units, uh, so a couple a couple of quarter unit props coming at you in the Discord channel, bettingpros.com slash chat to get in, bettingpros.com slash chat to get in, and all underneath me here on YouTube, when you're watching the video, click the link and you can get into our Discord channel coming up. My name is Matt Peralta. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt each and every morning. It's the Daily Juice Podcast right here on bettingpros.com. Brought to you by BetMGM. <laughs>